is here. Now, broadcasting from the underground command post, deep in the bowels of a hidden bunker, somewhere under the brick and steel of a nondescript building, we've once again made contact with our leader, Mark Levin. Seven seven three eight one three eight one one. Apparently, this form FD ten twenty three that James Comer has been trying to acquire on a subpoena uh, will be revealed on Monday to members of Congress, at least certain members of Congress, and uh, we'll see what happens uh, as Ray tries to avoid. Being held in contempt, he doesn't have a leg to stand on, as we've said over and over and over again here. It's not even a classified document, and you cannot use uh, these constant bureaucratic excuses to prevent Congress from doing its oversight responsibilities. There are limits, but this is not one of them. So that's, uh, that's waiting, and also there's a story that the person alleging Biden criminal bribery scheme is a highly credible FBI source used since the Obama administration, reported by Fox News. The individual behind the information that then-Vice President Joe Biden was involved in a criminal bribery scheme with a foreign national is a highly credible FBI confidential human source who's been used by the Bureau in multiple investigative matters dating back to Obama's administration. House Oversight Committee Chair James Comer and GOP Senator Chuck Grassley were approached by a whistleblower alleging the FBI was in possession of a document, an FD-1023 form dated June 30, 2020, which explicitly detailed information provided by a confidential human source alleging Biden, while serving as vice president, was involved in a $5 million criminal bribery scheme with a foreign national in exchange for influence over policy decisions. It's very specific. Now, the FBI was aware of this. It says June 30, 2020, Mr. Producer. Wasn't there an election in November 2020? So, in other words, they concealed this, did the FBI, in the election 
of 2020, so you and I and the rest of the American people, when going to vote, would not have this information. Just as they previously concealed the Hunter Biden laptop. And so the FBI is corrupt through and through. There's simply no question about that. A source familiar told Fox News Digital today that the confidential human source who provided the Biden information the FBI was, quote, pre-existing, unquote, FBI source, who's been used in multiple investigative matters separate from the Biden information. The source told Fox News Digital that the confidential human source was used by the FBI for at least several years before the generation of the June 2020 FD-1023 form detailing the Biden allegations, excuse me. The source also told Fox News Digital that the confidential human source has been consistently reviewed by the FBI, quote-unquote. It's been found to be, quote, highly credible. The source said the individual participated in investigative matters during the Obama administration. I don't know this to be true. I'm guessing the source is the guy's lawyers. The FBI did not immediately respond to Fox News Digital's request for comment, of course. Now, Comer subpoenaed the FBI's FD-1023 document last month. The Bureau did not comply. It said it was trying to protect sources and methods. Comer threatened to hold FBI Director Christopher Wray in contempt of Congress if the Bureau didn't turn over the physical document to the committee. And the information in the form, according to the whistleblower, reveals, quote, a precise description of how the alleged criminal scheme was employed as well as its purpose, unquote, and details an arrangement involving an exchange of money for policy decisions. By the way, if the Republicans didn't control the House, none of this would be going on. None of it. And depending on the kind of speaker, you know, Boehner didn't like these committees digging into this sort of stuff. He was pals with Obama, as an example. He hated the Tea Party. You don't see that with McCarthy. He's not pals with Biden. He's not pals with Mitch McConnell. And he doesn't hate MAGA. He doesn't hate conservatives. He's brought them into his committee structure. And if a committee chairman is going to hold an individual in contempt, they have to go to the speaker, effectively, because they need the vote of the entire body in the case of an FBI director, and he got the go-ahead from McCarthy. I just don't buy all these attacks on McCarthy. I'm sorry. I think he's done a pretty pretty damn good job. Doesn't mean I have to agree with any, everything. Didn't agree with everything with Reagan. I think he was one of the greatest presidents in history. So what? Now, an FD-1023 form is used by FBI agents to record unverified reporting from confidential human sources. Gee, you mean like a newspaper? The form is used to document information as told to an FBI agent, but recording that information does not validate or weigh it against other information known by the FBI. Look, this involves, if all this is accurate, and what do I know? I'm just reading it to you. If all of this is accurate, the American people have a right to know about it, and they have a right to have people question the President of the United States about these issues. I mean, all kinds of crap was leaked against Trump. Still is. Oh, we have a recording. Who leaked that? The prosecutors. Oh, wow. The IRS leaked Trump's tax returns. Some of them. 
Oh, no, we have our sources and methods. Yeah, we know about your sources and methods. Now, the FBI offered to allow Comer and Grassley to review the document at FBI headquarters and later agreed to bring the physical document to Capitol Hill Monday for lawmakers to review in a secure skiff. The FBI is also expected to deliver a briefing to lawmakers in the same setting on the Biden document and allegations on Monday. Don't believe a word they say. Just look at the document. The White House has maintained that Biden is not involved in any foreign business dealings, said he never spoke to his son. Now, we know these are lies. We know these are flat-out lies. Now, this brings me to a point I've been thinking about, which is what I do all day. Think about this stuff. A friend of mine, Seton, sent me an article today. He's our man in Belize. Biden, CIA director, who employed CCP, that's China Communist Party, who employed CCP members in the past in her past gig, took a secret trip to China. Michaela Barrow, Daily Caller. CIA Director William Burns made a covert trip to China in May for meetings with officials in a bid to restore deteriorating relations between Washington and Beijing. Apparently that's failed. The Financial Times reported citing five anonymous officials familiar with the situation. Now, I will continue with you in a moment on this article. But you would listen about this document that Ray has been sitting on and sat on through the last election. And you know all the, the hoary facts about what the FBI did to Trump in 2016, what the intelligence agencies did. You look how they target Republicans and not Democrats, Trump staff and supporters and campaign aides, but not Bidens. You look how they treat him with the documents. How they turned everything into a, you know, into some kind of a major crime event or something like that. Then you have them going around the world in secret. And I'm sure there's many more who are doing this and a lot more of this going on. We have a huge shadow government. That's what we have. A huge shadow government. We don't have the foggiest idea what most of this government's doing. Under the cover of secrecy. Congress doesn't have the foggiest idea what most or much of this government's doing. That's why they don't want Congress, when Republicans control one branch of it anyway, to have any oversight responsibilities. And this shadow government... When a Republican's president, they work to destroy that that, uh, president, and if he's a candidate, that candidate. They issue rules and regulations to control us, to control what we eat, how we live, where we live, what kind of automobiles we can drive. They're targeting the suburbs now out of HUD, the shadow government. They set policies. They target patriots. 
course they want to grow the IRS, the Democrat Party. It works for them. Of course they want to protect the FBI these days. It works for them. They're trying to take Trump out of the election to re-elect Biden. It's that simple. And they'll do the same to DeSantis. They'll do the same to anyone they can. Except those who undermine the Republican leading candidates in the first place, like the Chris Christie's and the Chris Sununu's and the other reprobates. The visit to China's Burns first and the most senior by any Biden administration official, underscoring how concerned the president is over deepening rifts in official communication between the competing countries, reported the uh, Foreign Times. You know, ladies and gentlemen, this just shows the communist Chinese absolute weakness when you're begging and begging and begging to talk to them, just like the Iranian regime, same thing. He's on his knees, begging, please talk to us. We want cooperation. Yet experts have raised concerns about the CIA director's vulnerability to malign political influence for Beijing since the Daily Caller News Foundation revealed he formerly headed a Washington-based think tank employing undisclosed Communist Chinese Party members. Oh, great. And the guy's head of the CIA. He may have met with Chinese intelligence officials, according to the FT's sources. Last month, Director Burns traveled to Beijing, where he met with Chinese counterparts, emphasized the importance of maintaining open lines of communications and intelligence channels. Biden often dispatches Burns to carry out sensitive overseas missions on a parallel track to official diplomatic initiatives, according to the FT. He communicated the Biden administration's position to former House Speaker Nancy Pelosi's trip to Taiwan in August that severely angered China, citing several people familiar with the situation. Burns' visit took place the same month. NSA uh, advisor Jake Sullivan met with Chinese Foreign Minister Wang Yi in uh, Vienna, according to the FT. And it goes on. So no, I don't trust the CIA director, given his past. Nor do I trust this, the shadow government. The shadow government, of which we know so damn little, and is so damn powerful. I think it's huge. I think in many respects it's making determinations about our lives. I know that for a fact. That HUD is going to destroy the suburbs. We know this. You see what's happened on the border? Nobody voted for that. You see what's happened to the automobile? As the EPA just keeps spitting out more and more regulations, you see what's going to happen with public utilities and the electric grid as a result of EPA and Energy Department regulations. The shadow government, you know, we call it the swamp and the administrative state. I call it the administrative state. Maybe that's just a little too scholarly. It is a shadow government. Who the hell runs this thing? Two million people. Two million people. With a couple hundred political appointees at each department. So when a Reagan takes over, or when a Trump takes over, whomever takes over, 
It's like uh, it's like it's like ninety thousand to a hundred in any department. Mark Levin. Now I know you guys are worried. Federal Reserve staff said banking crises fallout could push the economy into recession this year. But you can do something about that. Learn how to protect the retirement you worked really hard for. I think a great way is to diversify with gold and specifically a gold IRA. That's right, physical gold in your IRA. My favorite gold IRA company is Augusta Precious Metals. You got to call these guys and learn how a gold IRA can help you. So if you've saved 100000 or more in a 401k or an IRA, call Augusta Precious Metals and get their ultimate guide to gold IRAs. Tell them Mark sent you, and they'll give you a free gold coin when you open a gold IRA. Call Augusta Precious Metals today, 877-4-GOLD-IRA. That's 877-4-GOLD-IRA. Consult your financial professionals before making investment decisions. Get risk disclosures at AugustaPreciousMetals.com. What a great company. know about what goes on in the federal government next to nothing, right? And why do the Democrats want to keep expanding it? Why do they want to keep adding to it? Why do they want to keep funding it while you're struggling day to day with their economic and financial policies? Because that's Marxism, ladies and gentlemen. Oh, they'll talk a good game. Don't you want free health care? Bernie Sanders. Don't you don't you want clean air, clean water? Don't you want new roads? Don't you want this? Don't you want that? Oh yes, I do very much. Now I know you guys are worried. Federal Reserve staff said banking crises full out could push the economy into recession this year. But you can do something about that. Learn how to protect the retirement you worked really hard for. I think a great way is to diversify with gold and specifically a gold IRA. That's right, physical gold in your IRA. My favorite gold IRA company is Augusta Precious Metals. You got to call these guys and learn how a gold IRA can help you. So if you've saved 100000 or more in a 401k or an IRA, Call Augusta Precious Metals and get their ultimate guide to gold IRAs. Tell them Mark sent you, and they'll give you a free gold coin when you open a gold IRA. Call Augusta Precious Metals today, 877-4-GOLD-IRA. That's 877-4-GOLD-IRA. Consult your financial professionals before making investment decisions. Get risk disclosures at AugustaPreciousMetals.com. What a great company. Well, just the news points out the National Archives refuses to release emails between Hunter Biden and his father's staff. Now, on what conceivable basis can they get away with this? America First Legal released a batch of heavily redacted emails it received from, it's called NARA, that allowed, that showed Hunter Biden, rather, advised his father's office during his vice presidency. 
The National Archives and Records Administration, NARA, is refusing to release myriad communications between first son Hunter and his father's staff, asserting they are protected under an exemption to the Freedom of Information Act that covers communications between the president and his advisors, or between advisors now. It's nothing to do with advisors. This has nothing to do with advisors. It is communication between his son and his advisors, but it's not communications that have been spurred by his advisors to his son. What, what is this? It's, it's just amazing. We saw what they did with Trump. We had leaks out of the IRS, leaks out of the FBI, leaks out of the Department of Justice, leaks out of the intelligence agencies, leaks out of the Democrats on the January 6th committee. They had access to virtually everything they wanted, and if they didn't get it, they charged people. They held them in contempt. Some of them had trials. And here, it's just screw off. The National Archives? Won't release information? The organization, American First Legal, obtained the emails through a FOIA. It's gradually released batches of the materials it it, uh, obtained. While the archives redacted many of the emails, it further withheld entirely several more, merely confirming their existence. Of particular interest is a communication from Hunter Biden business partner, Eric Schwerin, his name's everywhere, to the office of the vice president about a, quote, China lunch, unquote, that preceded an official visit from then Chinese President Zhu Jian to the U.S. in 2011. Nara acknowledged the communication's existence but refused to release it because doing so, quote, would disclose confidential advice between the president and his advisors, or between such advisors, quote-unquote. So if you have a mobster and a corrupt staffer on the vice president's staff, just as an example, and they're talking about all kinds of stuff, what they're going to do, foreign governments, how they're going to shape profits off of this, no, we can't, uh, you know, that's an exemption to the uh, FOIA. The New York Post pointed to emails including Schwerin, Office of the Vice President's staff from Michelle Smith, and the then second son that appeared on his now infamous laptop and also held the subject line, quote, China lunch, unquote. Those communications appear to show that Hunter and Schwerin discussing suggestions for who ought to receive VP Biden's invitations to attend a state event. Schwerin later relates Hunter's suggestions to Smith. The outlet noted that none of the emails recovered from the laptop matched the timestamps from the redacted emails, but contended that one might if the sender and recipient were in different time zones. See, Biden's accused of selling access. So people wanting to come to a very, very limited invitation list to a state dinner That's something to look at. But the archive says no. 
The FBI, apparently up till now, has said no about the document. The Attorney General of the United States is covering up for Biden and will not appoint a special counsel to investigate the myriad of leads that are out there. Three communications involve planning for a 2010 trip to Egypt, Kenya, and South Africa by Joe Biden and his wife, Dr. Jill, Dr. Jill and Jekyll Joe. First email from Hunter was sent to White House staffer Alan Hoffman, seemed to arrange a phone call between the pair to, quote, talk about Africa, unquote. Second email Hunter sent occurred, see, Hunter's hands are in everything. Trips to Egypt and Kenya and South Africa, China, Romania, Ukraine, Russia. Isn't it amazing? Between the hookers and the drugs, this guy's flying high. Why? Why? Gee, I wonder if it's just the coincidence about Daddy. Mr. Big, Mr. 10%, 20 front corporations, most of which are shell corporations, LLCs. The email, which reportedly addressed Nairobi ideas, presumably referencing the Biden's visit to Kenya, yeah, presumably, was redacted entirely by Naira on the grounds that it would disclose, quote, confidential advice between the president and his advisors, or between such advisors. What confidential advice would there possibly be? Don't forget to wear your depends. Third email that Nara also withheld completely was entitled Summary Africa. It apparently unrelated communications from 2010. A pair of office of the vice president's staffers discussed a, quote, letter request from Honor, unquote, which one appeared to ask the other to write a letter to the brother of a Biden campaign supporter at Hunter's request. So Hunter had a lot of clout, and he was exercising it. He wasn't afraid to use it. The email chain appears to show that campaign supporters Rick Vitali reached out to Hunter to secure some communication from the VP, then VP brother. Sam Vitale? Hunter subsequently went to a business partner who then reached out to her brother in the awful in the uh, Oval Office. Excuse me, in the office of the vice president. Well, and they cover up the body. Imagine if we had all those documents. Imagine. If we had all the information the FBI and the Department of Justice had. Imagine that. Imagine if we had a January 6th type committee where Democrats actually wanted to get to the bottom of things. That'll never happen. Never ever happen. Because the Democrat Party's corrupt through and through. Up and down, bottom up, middle out. It's corrupt. It's just incredible. Joe Biden's giving a speech tonight, which we will not cover. Why? It's short and stupid. I'm just not going to expose my audience to this. He's going to take credit for the debt deal. The debt deal's over. Let's move on, okay? Can we move on? So the media is, of course, rather than raising questions about Joe Biden's age and health when he tripped the other day, which was very unpleasant to watch, 
They had no problem trashing Donald Trump, as we know, when he was walking slowly down that ramp. He had leather-bottom shoes on. It was a metal ramp. It had rained. And obviously, these shoes, the formal shoes, were slipping. And so something's wrong with Trump. Could be psychological. I think he has a brain tumor. Maybe maybe they're hiding his health. He is old after all. Look how he's shuffling down there. And then they were cracking jokes. And of course, anything goes, right? But with Joe Biden, if you notice the obvious... Even if you saw that fall and said, oh, my God, you'd cringed at it. If you notice the obvious and you dare to speak about it, there's something wrong with you. But you know what? We're not going to be silenced here. They can throw whatever crap they want from media, media matters. and What do we care? These are all intimidation outfits. That's, that's all they are. They're intimate, intimidation operations. That's it. So here's a montage put together by our friends at the Washington Free Beacon. Medium Biden's fall versus Trump's slow walk. Cut seven, go. The White House says President Biden is fine tonight, hours after he tripped and fell during a graduation ceremony at the Air Force Academy. The president is fine. He's fine. The president simply tripped. Falls are really common. This is not some sort of uh, ominous talisman about his medical condition. Everything seems to be totally fine, uh, just a, a misplaced sandbag. We will show you in the corner of the screen. See, there's this sandbag. And, you know, it's the advanced team or whoever's fault that they put a sandbag in front of him. And his staff should, uh, you know, make sure there aren't obstacles like sandbags in his way. Twitter and the right are going crazy. It's currently dominating Fox News primetime. Tonight, new questions about President Trump's health after this walk down a ramp at West Point's graduation ceremony this weekend. His halting journey down a ramp. New questions about his health, where he cautiously descended a ramp. The nation in crisis and the president tweeting about his walk down a ramp is where we start today. The president also raised some questions during his West Point speech after taking a moment to, to sip some water. He was lacking the, the strength to raise the water glass. There he was. The video's up now, struggling. He takes one step with his left foot and then the right foot comes and meets the left foot. Well, it's more than uh, just the way he walked, Aaron. He doesn't look right. This is not the first time the president has had difficulty walking down ramps. His speech has become very, very slow, as if he's struggling to read from the teleprompter. Stumble for stumble, uh, Donald Trump seems to be right in line with Joe Biden, or in many cases, even worse. Don't you hate these people? I mean, don't you truly despise them? They're such frauds. They're so dishonest. Virtually every damn one of them. Virtually every damn one of these platforms. It's sickening. Absolutely sickening. They know Joe Biden shouldn't be president. The American people know. Almost 70% of them don't want him to run. Because he's too old and he's feeble. Now, what the press used to say is, my God... He has access to the red button for nuclear attack. There is no red button, but nonetheless, he has access to the red button. He could press the red button accidentally. His dentures fall out. He's searching around. He hits the red button. Late at night, he's wandering around looking for a cupcake. He hits the damn red button. Then we'll go to war. But no, no, not today. It's... uh... It's our fault that he fell down. 
It's our fault that we noticed. It's our fault that we raised questions about his ability, physical and mental, to serve as president. It's the right-wingers' fault, you know. Super extreme, supreme, radical, mega. I'll be right back. Mark Lovin. Now, I know you guys are worried. Federal Reserve staff said banking crises fallout could push the economy into recession this year. But you can do something about that. Learn how to protect the retirement you worked really hard for. I think a great way is to diversify with gold and specifically a gold IRA. That's right, physical gold in your IRA. My favorite gold IRA company is Augusta Precious Metals. You got to call these guys and learn how a gold IRA can help you. So if you've saved 100000 or more in a 401k or an IRA, call Augusta Precious Metals and get their ultimate guide to gold IRAs. Tell them Mark sent you, and they'll give you a free gold coin when you open a gold IRA. Call Augusta Precious Metals today, 877-4-GOLD-IRA. That's 877-4-GOLD-IRA. Consult your financial professionals before making investment decisions. Get risk disclosures at AugustaPreciousMetals.com. What a great company. Attacking DeSantis from the left, I don't think, I'm just saying this out loud, is a good Trump strategy. And his pollstery ass, Fabrizio or whatever his guy's name is, I don't think he's doing Trump any good. I really don't. Um, yes, DeSantis wants to reform Social Security and Medicare. Because in exactly 10 years, neither of them will exist. That comes straight out of the trustees report for Social Security and Medicare. So people who say they don't want to touch it as, among others, um, the left does, Biden does, I guess Trump, then it's going to die. That's number one. Number two, DeSantis does not support a book ban. He wants to ban pornography from our schools and public libraries, which I happen to agree with. Number three, did he propose a 23% across-the-board sales tax? Yes, in lieu of an income tax. And, of course, you would have to amend the Constitution to do these things, so he wouldn't do it on his own. This is something that's been going around for a long time, something I have supported in the past, but would be very difficult to do. So that's my view. I suppose DeSantis people will fire back 20, 30 years you know, before Trump was a Republican and so forth and do that sort of stuff. I don't know where this is going to get us. It's not going to get us anywhere. It's not going to get us to a good place, that's for sure. I don't think uh, that kind of back and forth. And I also hope, having said this, that when the two leading contenders bludgeon each other, that doesn't give one of these wannabes the opportunity to slip through. And then you have what I've been calling kamikaze candidates. Chris Christie's going to jump in. He doesn't have any support. He's got a couple of big billionaire donors. He's not even popular in the state of New Jersey. He didn't do anything serious. 
But he's an attack dog. The only place he won't come is here with me. Let's do it again, just for the fun of it, Mr. Producer. Reach out to Christie's people and say, I very much want to interview him. We'll give him the opportunity to, uh, to participate back and forth. And I will treat him the way he treats other people. He's got nothing to offer. This segment of the podcast is exclusively sponsored by Pure Talk. Pure Talk offers great coverage and can save your family money on your wireless bill every single month. Go to puretalk.com to find the plan that's right for you. Thank you again for listening, and thank you so much for this sponsorship, Pure Talk. He's here. He's here. Now, broadcasting from the underground command post, deep in the bowels of a hidden bunker, somewhere under the brick and steel of a nondescript building, we've once again made contact with our leader, Mark Levin. This is a little bump in the road. We're talking about 11% of the budget. What about the other 89%? Nobody wants to talk about it. I sure hope you'll watch Life, Liberty, and Levin this Sunday at 8 p.m. Eastern. Yes, we're still there. It's a very, very important show. We're going to have Charles Payne on, who is fantastic. We're going to have Jason Chavitz, who, as the former chairman of the House Oversight Committee, we're going to dig into this, too. What's going on with this, what I now call the shadow government? This massive shadow government. And he's going to say some things that are going to shock you. So, I hope you'll watch, but particularly my opening statement, which actually goes longer than normally. I try to keep it within 12 or 13 minutes. Almost 20. Because I felt I needed to dig into this. This phony argument in Washington. Phony argument among politicians and the press. This country's in dire, dire financial shape. Everybody wants to feel good about what took place. That's fine. But that's over here. Over here, on the other side, is where the real problem is. Their trajectory doesn't change. And it wouldn't have changed no matter who proposed what. That's how bad this is. We're talking about who would take the best first step. You can't bind future Congresses. Statutes can't bind future Congresses. I mean, when people say, we have a plan, the penny plan, we're going to cut... 1% 1% every year for 10 years. This is the Rand Paul proposal, which is perfectly fine. I'm not against it. It's not going to work unless we have Republicans in control for 10 years. But for the Democrats, they enshrine their agenda. The last defense against economic socialism was the Supreme Court that kept blocking FDR. And yet when you look at the these docu-series on the History Channel, or listen to these certain historians who have Democrat backgrounds go on and on about Franklin Roosevelt, you'd think it was some kind of a god. 
well, I'm going to expose in what I'm doing that he's not even close to some kind of a god. But they use the occasion of a horrific recession turning into a long-term depression as a result of the socialist policies to change our government. To change the relationship between the individual and the federal government. And it's only gotten worse. And so these Democrat presidents, one after another, they figure, well, we've got to have a great society, or in Biden's case, I want to be bigger and better than FDR. And it gets bigger and bigger and worse and worse as they build one illegitimate plan on top of another illegitimate plan. They don't work, so they have to spend more money. They have to limit more and more of your individual rights further and further away. I'll give you an example. You want to hear an example? Joy Reid. I want you to listen to Joy Reid. Joy Reid is a lousy human being. She is a racist, in my opinion, homophobic, a bigot. There's plenty of her old texts to prove it. And yet she's promoted by Comcast, NBC, MSNBC to a weekly primetime 7 p.m. Eastern time slot. Now I want to play you this not so much for the substance of it, but to prove a point. Cut two, Mr. Producer, go. As for Kevin's House Republicans, the 71 MAGA Republicans who voted against the bill are still mad that they didn't get to kick the poor's and that Kevin had the audacity to cut a deal with Biden at all. And even this not-so-bright crew can see that he got out negotiated. And that is because Joe Biden actually is effective at doing this job in a low-key way that is light on bragging but heavy on delivering for the American people. So that's what I wanted you to listen to, that last part. She likes Joe Biden. She embraces Joe Biden. The most radical, extreme, vile, racist, bigoted, homophobic, Marxist Democrats all over the culture are Democrats. This is who they are. They're Democrats. They vote Democrat. They support Joe Biden. They're Democrats. I just want to point that out. Now, some of them call themselves Democratic Socialists. It doesn't matter. They're Democrats. The Democrat Party. He's low-key, light on bragging, heavy on delivering for the American people. He's fantastic, Joe. Joe Biden's fantastic, according to the Marxists, the racists, the bigots, and the Democrat Party. They're Democrats. The Democrat Party embraces Marxism. It embraces the Marxists. So does Joe Biden through his policies. So does Joe Biden through his policies. Joe Biden's people know this. 
this trajectory that we're on has been going on now for at least 85, 90 years, give or take, maybe 100 years. It's been going on. And they have the upper hand. In fact, they have the only hand. The only hand. So while everybody's worked up about what took place and so forth, if you listen to my opening statement on Sunday, I bring out a lot of information. This is a sideshow almost. It's almost a sideshow. I've told you before, Washington is not going to fix Washington. Even the most earnest, industrious, smartest, conservatives who get elected they can't fix it now don't get me wrong they ought to take a whack at it a Trump a Reagan before him a DeSantis take a whack at it I'm all for it don't don't surrender on any ground don't surrender any field take them on confront them where they are got it but the big picture is that what just took place and what he's mumbling about right now is not the big picture. We live in a post-constitutional period in many ways. I've told you about this for a decade. Certain things are coming to the fore now which make that more and more obvious. But that's what's taking place. The bureaucracy isn't weakened. Quite frankly, it wouldn't have been weakened under the other bill. The money being taken out of the 11% of the budget is de minimis either, under either bill. The priorities that we believe in, they weren't going to last beyond 18 months even if we got them in any event. So I'm just making the point to you that a lot of this is smoke and mirrors. And it is a complex and daunting problem that confronts us. But there is a way. It's not easy. There is a way. It's not easy. But if we push it and push it, and push it one year to the next, one year to the next, as things get worse and worse and worse. It becomes more and more practical. The only way to stop this kind of spending and borrowing and debt creation is to impose it through the Constitution, which it doesn't do right now. The only way to put a cap on taxes is to impose it on Washington through the Constitution. We have 20 state legislatures that have already signed up to a meeting of the states. The Constitution calls it a convention of states. 20. 14 left. Can you imagine... If the billionaire Republicans and conservatives out there throw their money in 400 different directions, got behind this movement. Can you imagine if some of the smart people 
in the conservative movement would stop rubbing their hands and get behind this, including some who are in Congress? Can you imagine if it was discussed repeatedly on the floor of the House and the floor of the Senate by our conservatives? Or more than me on radio and TV? Can you imagine? I think we get those 14 states relatively quickly. And we would send shockwaves through Washington, D.C., They would lose their minds, I mean, more than they already have. And that would be a good thing. I'll be right back. Mark Lovin. Remember the last time you got a quote-unquote free phone? You started out feeling great, then came the hefty activation fees, four-line requirements, and, of course, the binding contract. Don't fall for it again, folks. Only Pure Talk gives you a free 5G Samsung Galaxy phone without the feeling you've been duped. Just sign up for Pure Talk's unlimited talk, unlimited text, and unlimited data plan with mobile hotspot for just 55 bucks a month and get a 5G Samsung Galaxy for free. That's right, unlimited everything at a fraction of the price of Verizon, AT&T, or T-Mobile. Here's another thing. You'll be on America's most dependable 5G network. How do I know? I'm a customer. Make the switch to Pure Talk, the wireless company I'm proud to stand behind because they're proud to stand behind me and you. Just dial pound 250 and say Mark Levin and you'll get a free Samsung Galaxy when you sign up for unlimited talk, text, and unlimited data. Again, go to puretalk.com, use promo code Levin Podcast, L-E-V-I-N Podcast, to start saving today. People think it's a victory. I was right, they say. You were wrong. A hundred years from now, nobody's going to even know who McCarthy is. Do you know who the speaker was a hundred years ago? That maybe people feel good for a week or two or a year or three. Gets us nowhere. Zero. I think the guy's doing a pretty damn good job. He was not given a chance to win the speakership. Then he was underestimated and on and on and all the rest. I think the fact that he came back with any deal has people upset. The fact that he was able to do what people thought he couldn't do has people upset. It's very strange. I do not agree with this deal. I've said so. I've explained it. If people don't accept it or don't understand it, I can't help it. I campaigned for Reagan in 76 and 80, served in his administration for eight years, and I agreed with about 95, 90% of what he did. Now do you understand? And that doesn't make him a bad guy. Same with Trump. I was never for criminal justice reform. I never believed in it. I still don't believe in it. So what am I supposed to do then? I'll never vote for him again? He's a sellout? It's not the way the cookie crumbles. We don't treat our own family members that way. So I can have a disagreement with somebody who I respect. 
the way originalists on the Supreme Court operate. Sometimes they come to different conclusions. So be it. I came to a different conclusion on this negotiation. But it doesn't prove that somebody's a sellout and so forth and so And what I'm trying to get across, what I'm desperately trying to get across is, this is minor leagues. 11% of the budget is minor league. What are we going to do in 10 years? When people are senior citizens. And the Social Security Trust Fund has run out of money. What are we going to do in 11 years? When people are senior citizens and the Medicare funds have run out of money, what are we going to do then? Now you're talking money. Now you're talking big dollars. Now you got a problem on your hands. And we're not even allowed to talk about it. Biden says you're against it if you raise it. Our dear friend Donald says the same thing. So nobody's going to raise it. Now, Kevin McCarthy didn't create this problem. He didn't create the problem. Any more than Mike Lee created the problem. Any more than Ted Cruz created the problem. Any more than Chip Roy created the problem. And they're all welcome to come on. In fact, I've had them all on. It is a huge systemic problem. Government of the sort we have right now, post-constitutional in many respects, doesn't work. We need to stop kidding ourselves about this. We need to stop being distracted often by Washington, often by politicians, often by people who hang around politicians. We need to pay attention to what's going on here, folks. This is bigger than what took place last night in the vote. A thousand times bigger. There was an economics professor who testified many years ago I quote him in at least one of my books. He said, the on-budget debt does not reflect the debt. So what's this guy talking about? He said, when you look at all the obligations of the federal government, not just Social Security and Medicare, but pension retirement insurance for the entire private sector, we have an agency that has like $12 billion in it that, is, that, is in, that provides so-called insurance for pensions in the private sector. Now, you know that's baloney. Insurance for all the banks. Now, you know that's baloney. He said, when you add it all up, it's $250 trillion. And that was many years ago. 
Remember the last time you got a quote-unquote free phone? You started out feeling great, then came the hefty activation fees, four-line requirements, and, of course, the binding contract. Don't fall for it again, folks. Only Pure Talk gives you a free 5G Samsung Galaxy phone without the feeling you've been duped. Just sign up for Pure Talk's unlimited talk, unlimited text, and unlimited data plan with Mobile Hotspot for just 55 bucks a month and get a 5G Samsung Galaxy for free. That's right, unlimited everything at a fraction of the price of Verizon, AT&T, or T-Mobile. Here's another thing. You'll be on America's most dependable 5G network. How do I know? I'm a customer. Make the switch to Pure Talk, the wireless company I'm proud to stand behind, because they're proud to stand behind me and you. Just dial pound 250 and say Mark Levin, and you'll get a free Samsung Galaxy when you sign up for unlimited talk text and unlimited data. Again, go to puretalk.com, use promo code LEVINPODCAST, L-E-V-I-N podcast, to start saving today. book on this day, issue on how we're being deceived by it, came out eight years ago, actually, and on page 32, actually, check that, one second here, yes, page 30, the GAO and the CBO understate the true nature of the economic and financial calamity facing the nation. This is eight years ago. On February 25, 2015, Boston University Professor of Economics, Dr. Lawrence Kotlikoff, testified before the Senate Budget Committee, so he did this eight years ago, about, quote, America's fiscal insolvency and its generational consequences, quote, unquote. He flatly stated that, quote, our country is broke. It's not broken 75 years or 50 years or 25 years or 10 years. It's broke today. I'm quoting him. Indeed, it may well be in worse fiscal shape than any developed country, including Greece. He condemned Congress for, quote, cooking the books, unquote. He said Congress's economically arbitrary decisions as to what to put on and what to keep off the books, have not been innocent. Successive Congresses, whether dominated by Republicans or Democrats, have spent the post-war accumulating massive net fiscal obligations, virtually all of which are kept off the books. Professor Kotlikoff explained that the real debt picture is far worse than the federal government admits. Remember, eight years ago. He said the U.S. fiscal gap currently stands at $210 trillion. The size of the U.S. fiscal gap, I'm quoting him, $210 trillion, he says, is massive. It's 16 times larger than the official U.S. debt, which indicates precisely how useless official debt is for understanding our nation's true fiscal position, he said. I'm quoting him throughout. He said in 2013, the fiscal gap stood at $205 trillion. 2014, $210 trillion. Hence, the country's true 2014 deficit, the increase in its fiscal gap, was $5 trillion, not the $483 billion increase in official debt reported by the Congressional Budget Office. 
if it was $213 trillion in 2015, Twenty fifteen and it's about three hundred trillion dollars today. Professor Kotlikoff concluded what should be obvious to all. He said, quote, US post war generational policy is accurately characterized as take as you go. Over the decades, Republican and Democrat Congresses and administrations have taken ever larger amounts of resources from young workers and transferred it to older individuals. The resources taken from the young and given to the old were called in the main taxes. And the young were effectively told, don't worry, we're calling these resources taxes, but when you're old, you'll receive massive transfer payments that more than make up for what you're paying now. Then I add, thus there is a colossal transfer of wealth not yet created by younger people and future generations to the governing generation and generations since past, which will doom America's children and grandchildren if left unabated. I add, moreover, the nation's increasing debt burden will wreak havoc on the economy in very specific ways. Massive interest rate increases, slower economic growth, weaker job markets, higher taxes, higher inflation, The CBO notes that the enormous amount of government securities required to finance debt, crowd out investments by individuals and businesses in the private marketplace, including in manufacturing, research, infrastructure, small and large business opportunities. Unbelievable. And so, that's the real situation. As I go through the books and I look, I've been writing about this one way or another for 20 years. I've been behind this microphone now 20 years. 20 years. It goes very quickly. Starting on WABC New York when it was owned by ABC. And we've been talking about this for a long time. It's very unpleasant. But people figure if it's not going to happen when I wake up tomorrow, if there's not a collapsed economic and societal system, then you must be crying wolf or the sky is falling or something. No, you can see things coming sometimes. Not because I'm Nostradamus. Not because I'm Winston Churchill and I see what the Germans are doing. Facts are facts. Facts are facts. And see how stupid all this is? Kevin McCarthy has nothing to do with this. Nothing. And so far there's not a single elected conservative that I can think of in Washington, D.C. who wants to address this. Or maybe they'll address it in a speech or a relief, but it's not consistent. And it's not persisted I don't see columnists writing about it I don't hear broadcasters talking about it how are we going to fix things quote unquote how are we going to address things quote unquote 
if we don't at least acknowledge them. This is where American Marxism has dragged the country. With the witting and in some cases, I should say unwitting and in some cases witting support of Republicans. Not because they're Marxists, because they're weak. The speaker vote is almost irrelevant in this last battle. If we're not going to face this, forget about the politicians in Washington. If we, the people, are not going to face what's actually taking place, how do you expect politicians to even react to it? Anybody dares to open their mouth to talk about these programs like Rick Scott did, they are crushed. They are demagogued. They're torn to shreds before they can even finish a sentence. Or in the case of Ron DeSantis, when he was in the House, now he's being attacked as being against Social Security and Medicare. And I go into great length about this on Sunday's show. On Life, Liberty, and Levin. Whatever you do, don't miss the first 20 minutes. And I hope you'll watch the whole show, of course. Each platform gives me the ability to address things in a different way. And we have Charles Payne on. We have Jason Chavitz on. There's a reason I have both of them on, and they're both great. And I will be giving the longest opening statement I've ever given on this program. Except when I'm doing the show myself without any guests, of course. Just point these things out to you because I think they're important. I know it's Friday. I don't want to ruin your weekend. Please do enjoy yourselves, but understand what we're doing here. Understand you hear this endless noise and propaganda and on and on and on. It's a fight that we need to have. I'm not against it. I want us to get the best deal that we can. But Washington's not going to fix this. Washington is incapable of fixing this. Washington caused this. Washington created this. Washington doesn't even want to discuss it. Neither do their media. It's just too tough. It's too complicated. It's easier to talk about, you know, Donald Trump and the documents. I listen to this, I look at this domestically, how much trouble we're in on so many fronts. Then you watch the rise of China. China, which is going to go to war, whether we like it or not. They're going to go to war whether we like it or not. The only issue is, how do we respond? I'm telling you the God's honest truth. And then you look at Iran. The Biden administration again selling out to Iran. The Israeli government under Prime Minister Netanyahu is having a meeting with his national security staff. Because Iran now has very big missiles that it can fire. And Iran does have the ability to build nuclear bombs. It's very close to it. 
And Iran is really relatively close to Israel. And so they have to make a decision. And if they decide to hit Iran, they will be slammed by Hezbollah, which has 150 missiles aimed at Israeli cities. 150 out of Lebanon. They'll be slammed by Hamas, which has 150,000 missiles, I should have said. 150,000. Well, no, the Iron Dome can't stop all of them. They're going to take horrendous casualties. And they're surrounded. Syria, Hamas, and the, and the uh, Gaza Strip, plus the Mediterranean. And the rumor is now that uh, that Biden's going through the back door again, our shadow government, trying to get any kind of deal with Iran. Minimal restrictions on Iran, allow Iran to remain a nuclear threshold state, will give them billions and billions of dollars. Insanity. That Biden may consider again the ideal to re- the idea to release billions in sanctions relief in South Korea for U.S. hostages, in essence, that would go to Iran. It's, uh, it's, it's happening as I speak. All of this comes as the IAEA, that's the UN, announced Iran's stockpile of highly enriched uranium grew by over a quarter in the last three months leading up to May and has reached more than 23 times the limit set out by the original Iran deal. The IAEA warns Iran has enough uranium to produce now multiple nuclear bombs. And as I speak, the Israeli government's meeting with its security officials to try and figure out what the hell to do about it. I'll be right back. Mark Lovin. Remember the last time you got a quote-unquote free phone? You started out feeling great, then came the hefty activation fees, four-line requirements, and of course, the binding contract. Don't fall for it again, folks. Only Pure Talk gives you a free 5G Samsung Galaxy phone without the feeling you've been duped. Just sign up for Pure Talk's unlimited talk, unlimited text, and unlimited data plan with mobile hotspot for just 55 bucks a month and get a 5G Samsung Galaxy for free. That's right, unlimited everything at a fraction of the price of Verizon, AT&T, or T-Mobile. Here's another thing. You'll be on America's most dependable 5G network. How do I know? I'm a customer. Make the switch to Pure Talk, the wireless company I'm proud to stand behind because they're proud to stand behind me and you. Just dial pound 250 and say Mark Levin and you'll get a free Samsung Galaxy when you sign up for unlimited talk, text, and unlimited data. Again, go to puretalk.com, use promo code Levin Podcast, L-E-V-I-N Podcast, to start saving today. Donald Trump, in a video message today, commemorates the 75th anniversary of Israel's founding. Cut eight, go. I want to extend my heartfelt congratulations to all the people of Israel on the 75th anniversary year of your country's founding. 
The State of Israel is the fulfillment of a dream that endured through generations of hardship and through the bottomless evils of the Holocaust, the dream of a Jewish state in the Jewish homeland. Against all odds, the State of Israel was born, and now, more than seven decades later, Israel has not just survived, it has prospered as a blessing of Almighty God to the entire world. As President, it was my honor to be the best friend the people of Israel have ever had in the White House. I withdrew from the horrendous Iran nuclear deal. I kept my promise and officially recognized the eternal capital of Israel and opened the American Embassy in Jerusalem. I also recognized Israeli sovereignty over the Golan Heights, something that nobody thought was even possible to get. I did more for Israel than any other president, probably times 10, and that's okay. We did a great job, and I'm very proud of it. Great people, credible people, brave people. And with the historic Abraham Accords, we even created peace in the Middle East, the most important diplomatic breakthrough in many generations. Once again, to our Israeli friends, congratulations on this joyous occasion. The American people will stand with you always, and so will I. It's a beautiful statement. I mean, of course, the Democrats and the J Street self-hating Jew types, they hate Trump, but most Jews do not. And I looked for a video, Mr. Producer, from, uh, from Joe Biden. I know they released a statement. Uh, I can't find a video statement. Maybe one exists somewhere? You didn't see any either? Well, there you go. He doesn't want to offend, you know, Talib and Omar. God forbid if he def- offend people like that. He doesn't want to offend Soros in a group like J Street. Stands for Jerks Street. A phony front group. He's here. He's here. Now, broadcasting from the underground command post, deep in the bowels of a hidden bunker, somewhere under the brick and steel of a nondescript building, we've once again made contact with our leader, Mark Levin. The ex-police chief, that is the Capitol Police chief, blasts Pelosi. For distracting January 6th evacuation with her daughters filming. Did you know, Mr. Producer, one of her many daughters was there filming what was taking place for HBO? But don't you find that weird that... I'm not saying anything conspiratorial. What I'm saying is weird is, wouldn't you be running the hell out of there and you wouldn't be... Honey, are you filming this? Stephen... Sund and others reacts to to it. Stephen Sund, the ex-Capitol Police Chief, fired after the January 6th tragedy. He shouldn't have been fired. Pelosi should have been fired. He's blasting former House Speaker Pelosi for hampering her evacuation from the U.S. Capitol that day by letting her daughter Alexandra film her exit, saying it proved a distraction that put unnecessary strain on her security detail. Well, that's my point. It's so weird. 
When you look at the footage, what you need to realize is a protective detail is specifically for the protectee. You're there, you're protecting the protectee, son said on Just the News. Now Capitol Police, statutorily, do have the authority to protect family members. It's my understanding the person holding the camera was Pelosi's daughter. But she's there in the position of being media. Media. The protective details are there to protect media and whoever else was there with her for the sole purpose of videotaping creates a major distraction for the protective detail. And he added, you know, they don't train to protect those additional people. This suggests to me that Nancy wasn't all that scared. Or not scared to the point that a lot of people would be. I mean, you're filming it? Sun was reacting to newly released Capitol Police security footage. Obtained by Just the News showing Pelosi's evacuation from the U.S. Capitol on January 6th, where her daughter can be seen filming her for an HBO documentary. You know what was also weird? I saw that on, the, on their post, Mr. Producer. They're not running. Wouldn't you be running? I'm like, let's get the hell out of here? Sun said the filming operation also likely created consequences for the specialized vehicle that was sent to whisk Pelosi to a safe location at Fort McNair, a secretive army base. I guess not anymore. There's a limited number of seats in the armored vehicle that you know if you're going to put one of those additional people into the armored vehicle personnel carrier or the armored vehicle, you're going to lose one of your security detail, and that's not what's meant to happen, so it creates a distraction. There are special rules that members of the press must follow in the U.S. Capitol Complex. Members of the press are generally not permitted to film inside most of the U.S. Capitol building, aside from areas designated for formal news conference. I know, but it's Nancy. She can do whatever she wants. The footage showed three different camera angles of Pelosi's evacuation the afternoon of January 6th. Her daughter, Alexandra, can be seen roving around her mother's delegation with the cameras, they move briskly through the corridors led by members of the U.S. Capitol Police. Protective detail, Capitol Police confirmed to Congress. The woman holding the camera in the footage was Pelosi's daughter, Alexandra. Quote, they use that situation to film it so that their family can make millions of dollars later by selling the video footage in a documentary, said Marjorie Taylor Greene reacting to the footage. I believe that's one of the most abusive things. Marjorie, you're not allowed to say that. Former Illinois Representative Rodney Davis, the top Republican on the House Admin Committee, when the riot took place, urged that a Republican congressional leader being filmed by a family member on January 6th during the evacuation would be treated differently. He said if they had somebody, even a family member, filming them, they would have gotten a subpoena in front of the January 6th Select Committee. You're damn right. Good point, Rodney. May I call you Rodney? I feel like I know you. Damn good point, Rodney. But Pelosi was the Svengali behind the January 6th committee. Dizzy Lizzie was her puppet. As were the other reprobates on the committee. Alexander Pelosi has acknowledged filming her mother that day 
and using some of the footage in a documentary about her mother that was released on HBO last December called Pelosi in the House. Actually, it should have been called Pelosi is leaving the House. In January this year, Alexander Pelosi and her mother never formally gave her permission to film her for the HBO documentary. What? She was right next to her. Did you see that? What are they talking about? Uh, it's like Biden with the, the bank accounts and Mr. Big and the 10% and Hunter's buddies and foreigners meeting with the vice president. I, 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 I don't know. Uh, maybe this whole dementia thing is an act. Do you think that's possible, Mr. Producer? You don't? Okay. A lot of it was filmed without her consent, said her daughter. She never gave me permission to film her. A lot of it's filmed on an iPhone. Wait a minute, wait a minute. How did she get into the place? She's following her mother around, whether it's on an iPhone or something else. She's there videotaping constantly. She's videotaping as they, they walk briskly, but they don't run out of the Capitol building. She's the Johnny on the spot, or shall I say the Alexandra on the spot. On January 7th, Pelosi said that many Capitol Hill staff members were traumatized by the riot a day earlier. What's sad about it is, of course, as members of Congress, we sign up for exposure that we have, but to see in the eyes so many of the staff, people, you know, especially the younger ones. Kash Patel, served as chief of staff to the acting U.S. Secretary of Defense, said the footage that Pelosi's daughter used in her documentary from January 6th, including her video taken at Fort McNair, was not appropriate. But wouldn't your mind be set on safety, getting the hell out of there, so forth and so on? Claudia Tenney, Republican, said the security footage captured more evidence of Pelosi and Democrats trying to politicize tragedy and security. It's all about creating a movie script. It's all about power, abuse of power, Tenney said. By the way, no wonder they tried to stop Claudia Tenney from being a congressman, Mr. Bedouz. Remember that in New York? She's good. She is good. I'll be right back. Mark Lovin. Isn't it your birthday today? Yes, and you know what, Mark? You get to a point in your life when you say... I don't even want to think about my birthday because there's so many candles, I can't even count them. I'm already <laughs> there. Now, let me ask you a question. <laughs> yes. A beautiful, smart woman like you, don't you have a yeah. boyfriend or something? No, I'm too busy. I love to work. I have three dogs. I love my job. I feel a passion, honestly, for what I do. And uh, I was married for 32 years, and I date a little bit, but, you know, it's not a priority for me. I have a grandchild. I love her to death, and uh, everything is good. All right. I'm not trying to pry. You know that. Anyway, no, that's um, all right. you're at Turning Point USA in Phoenix, Arizona. Is that right? Charlie Kirk's group. Yes. 
I got to tell you, Mark, this guy is so impressive. What he does, the organization he's got, the followers he's got. I mean, I think I've signed 600 books so far, and I'm nowhere near done. Uh, this is a phenomenal organization. I mean, there are true patriots here, people who say, please, please don't ever stop. And you realize that these people are believers like we are. Yes, yes. Well, that's terrific. I've always loved Charlie and his group and so forth. They're just terrific. I don't think he invites me anymore. Oh, well, I'll make sure that he does. One of the things No, about I don't Charlie care. Is- I, I turn down everything anyway. Well, but the good news is that he's got no one telling him what to do. Yes. And there's something to be said for that in life, to be your own boss and to determine your own he's not destiny. Married? Is a... oh. <laughs> <laughs> and oh, by the way, my, you... my wife never tells me what to do. I want to make that clear. 100% well, clear. hey, listen, if you listen to The View, all white women oh are God. told by their husbands what to do and who to vote for. Are I mean, any that's of them what married? those... <laughs> Who the hell cares at this oh point? Oh, my God. Bunch of yentas yeah. there. It's awful. Yeah. Well, you know what amazes me is that they come out and they say all the white women listen to their husbands and they don't have a brain. And then they come out with all this ridiculous stuff and, and, and sunny and, and joy. I mean, these are, they're the most joyless people you ever met. I've never seen people so miserable. How do such stupid people get these jobs? It's just amazing. They're backed by ABC well, and Disney and all the rest but, of it. But, is, but, Mark, is it any surprise? It's like the mainstream media. How the hell does the mainstream media support some of the nonsense that you and I uh, have to deal with every day? In the end, what we've got, or we've got a media that has that is part of a tribe, and their pride is their tribe is to support people who are idiots and who are not involved in anything that is intelligent or anything that has any substance to it, and they don't really care. So they support people who come out and say things that are ridiculous. My job, your job, is to tell the truth, to make sure that people understand that if we don't stand up and fight, that we're going to lose this country. And that's why I wrote the book. We are going to lose this country. And, you know, yesterday I was at the Nixon Library and I was at YAF. How how did you like, hold on now, how did you like the Nixon Library? I loved it. I loved it. And, you know, there's a quote. It's not the first time I've been there. Look, I'm proud to be at any presidential library, Mark. But, you know, Nixon had a quote. He said, um, he said, never trust the professors, never trust the establishment and never trust the um, press. He said, write it on a blackboard 100 times and never forget it. And you know what? He was prescient. He really was prescient, Mark. He well, they hated it. him. The he Kennedys had... hated him. They wanted to take him down. He didn't do anything differently than Lyndon Johnson or, or JFK or did, to be, to be honest with you. Now, that said, Janine, you have this book, yeah. Crimes Against America, The Left's Takedown of Our Republic. Let's jump into it one more time because I don't feel like we got enough of this book from you. That's why I wanted you to come back and come on the Thank program. You. What happens Thank when... You. Let's talk about, and Mr. Producer all the Amazon and, uh, and whatever Sergio told you to do. So here's my question. Don't we all report to Sergio? People are saying, who's Sergio? End, I guess. <laughs> Sergio's That's a guy that makes me my dinner. Yep. Yeah, anyway, so uh, <laughs> my question is this. When the government is committing the crimes, mm-hmm. whether it's against parents or pro-lifers or incessantly against Donald Trump, 
These are crimes against America, are they not? Absolutely. What you've got is a government that is involved in the aiding and the bed, aiding and abetting of criminal behavior, a government that allows itself to be used with a wink wink for the purpose of uh, violating the Fourth Amendment rights of an American citizen to spy on a presidential candidate, a government that has George Soros funded prosecutors willing to indict a former president on something that Hillary Clinton got a pass for, a government that's willing to call parents domestic terrorists. And the government is complicit in the invasion of our southern borders. And make no mistake, there is an agenda there. We're not just there to, to they're not just allowing this so that they have the ability to have a better life. There is an agenda here. The left has lost the heartland of America. The left has lost the, 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 the ability to convince people that they are there for their betterment. We've got, we've got you know, inflation, 40-year high. People have to go to a supermarket. They have to figure out, do I buy eggs or meat for protein or beans for my family? And we've got a government that is only interested in ideology, indoctrination, and making sure that their tribe wins. And so when things come out, like the Durham report, where we find out that Hillary Clinton actually came up with the idea of a Russia collusion hoax, shared it with one president and a future president, and split our country in half for four years where family members were not talking to each other. And then there was no punishment of anyone. And this evil woman comes out and says, you know, age is an issue for Joe with a kind of like, hey, I'm ready to run for president again. I mean, we've got to recognize that this is this is not the America that our founding fathers decided would be that shining city on the hill, as Ronald Reagan talked about. And I am disgusted. But I believe, Mark, I truly believe that we can get this country back. And I haven't believed that for a while. And I'll tell you why I believe it. First of all, if we ever get a Republican president in there again, that president better get an attorney general who knows what the hell he or she is doing and starts prosecuting crime and making people Maybe understand you. that there is only one. Uh, no, it's not even about me at this point. But make people in America respect justice and the consequences. We had a Republican president, and that did not happen because he didn't have the right team in place. And what I am optimistic about is the fact that conservatives got together and they looked at Bud Light and they said, not in this country. And they looked at Target and they said, not with my kids. And they looked at the school board in Virginia and said, not with my kids. We've got more strength, Mark, than we, than we can even comprehend. We just need to make sure we come together. And the only way to do that is to know how close we are to the edge. Very well said. We're going to keep uh, Judge Janine over a little bit here. That's all right. We're going to hold you from the uh, from the folks there. I know you're busy at the book signing. In today's digital age, where cyber threats loom larger than ever, safeguarding your personal information is paramount. So why is Congress considering a law that could put your credit card data at greater risk of being hacked and exposed to foreign networks? This Durbin Marshall credit card bill could jeopardize your financial data, make it more susceptible to cyber intrusions. 
It's a controversial bill that proposes a shift in billions of dollars worth of consumer transactions to payment networks that lack the robust security measures consumers rely on. Who could possibly want that? Well, the answer, woke corporate megastores seeking to inflate their multi-billion dollar profit margins. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill will undermine our safe and convenient payment systems and endanger your data security. It's time to take a stand. Visit electronicpaymentscoalition.org. Make your voice heard. Tell your senators to oppose the radical Durbin Marshall credit card bill paid for by the Electronic Payments Coalition. Crimes Against America at JudgeJBook.com, JudgeJBook.com, or Amazon.com, or any major bookstore. What is it that you want to tell the audience about your book? Why should they go out there and grab a copy as soon as possible? Because um, I wrote this book, and you know my background, Mark. I've been a prosecutor, a judge, a DA uh, for over three decades. I ran for office five times to get those jobs. And uh, I have been I've spent my life in pursuit of justice for the victim of crimes against the perpetrators, making sure that the perpetrator was accountable. I see America today as a victim of a crime. America, her greatness is about the Constitution. This nation is a it's a. It is a the shining city on the on the uh, uh, on, on the ridge, whatever you want to call it. The hill, yeah. But it's being victimized by the left. It's being victimized by the mainstream media that are in cahoots to take this nation down. So someone can say, well, what's that got to do with me? How's that going to change my life? I'll tell you how it's going to change your life. It's going to change your life because we have seen. Millions of illegals come into this country, and I don't hate illegals. I am all of us. We are all immigrants. But we need to know who you are and why you're here and what you want. We need you to respect our laws and not have your first act in America be one of violating our our laws. Mm -hmm. And so I see America as being victimized. I see it as being overrun. I see America's institution of law being destroyed, not just on the local level by the defunding of the police or cashless bails, but on the federal level when our Justice Department calls parents domestic terrorists and has a dual system of justice for the Democrats versus the Republicans. I see America being victimized by unions when they go into our, our, our schools and they indoctrinate our children instead of educating them. And you know what? At least COVID had a silver lining. COVID pulled back the veil and allowed parents to see what our kids are being taught. It's no wonder now there are so many woke uh, CEOs. They've been coming up through the schools for years. We didn't even know about it. And so at the same time, while our schools are closed, we've got the unions kicking back money to the Democrat Party. I'm tired of this. I'm tired of the fact that it doesn't matter to them that inflation is at a 40-year high. And I don't want to hear someone saying if they go into the military, I'm a cisgender this, that, intersectional that, that, the other. I don't want to hear this. I want a military that's interested in fighting for the greatest nation on earth. I don't want this, this, this woke nonsense anymore. They are destroying the country.
So all of this is laid out as an indictment and uh, in my book, Crimes Against America. It is not just a, a political book. It's an example of how this country, founded on Judeo-Christian ethics, is being taken down. In God We Trust is objected to. I had it in my courtroom for years above my bench. They swore in a Bible to tell the truth. And now we've got the Supreme Court saying things like, oh, the Cavalry Church during COVID, you get 50 people, but the casino, have at it. The the multiplex theaters, you have at it, but you shut down that, that church, 50, no more. I'm tired of this. We need to recognize America is being victimized and taken down by the left. And I'm not a conspiracy theorist. I've got the no. facts, and I've got the footnotes in the book. No, they're the conspiracy theorists, actually. And uh, it's a great book, folks. I hope you'll grab your copy over the weekend here. You can go to Amazon.com. You can go to JudgeJBookSingular.com. JudgeJBook. I know how much work goes into this, Judge, and I want to uh, congratulate you, you and do. thank you. And I want to wish you, you all the best. You know what, Mark? What? I want to thank you for what you do. I think we 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 have been fighting the fight, and the good thing is, you know, when you're out on a book tour, as I am right now, you realize there are a lot of Americans. They feel the way we do. They just want to be heard, mm -hmm. and what they need is they need to be able to join together, and I've seen it happen. You know, when Brittany Griner, I'm going to throw one thing, right? Mm -hmm. uh, the Brittany, Brittany Griner, the basketball player, was in uh, a jail in Russia. You know, she took a knee. And now she stands when she hears the national anthem. Mm -hmm. That gives me hope. That makes me believe that, you know what? There are people who can come back. There are people that we, if we get to. So um, I, I am an optimist, as, as frustrated as, as I get. But I just also want to mention that tomorrow I'm at the Villages in Florida at 6 o'clock. We'll be knocking it out there as well. I'll be able to give a speech. I wasn't able to give a speech today, but that's All right, hold on. I want to get it clear so you have a big show. 6 p.m. Yep. I'm taking uh, at the Villages. 6 p.m. Where yes, in the in Villages? In Florida. At the Villages in Florida tomorrow. And I will be there. I'll give a speech. I'm signing books, and I'm tickled pink to be there. The Villages. Are you ready for Judge Janine? <laughs> Tomorrow, 6 p.m., she's flying all the way from Phoenix, Arizona, to the villages in Florida. Well, I'm sure you'll have a big group, and we wish yeah, you all I'm the best. Yeah, but I'm going to Houston next. i got a bookstore in Houston oh tomorrow. God. Where am I? When are you going to Houston? The Woodlands. Uh, tomorrow. tomorrow. Wait a minute. Uh, tomorrow, Woodlands, Barnes & Noble. All right, wait, 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 wait. Now I'm confused. Are you going to Houston, and then you're going to the villages? Yes. And this right, so morning what I was in California, and today I'm in Arizona. No, but I want people to show up. So what, where in Houston will you be tomorrow and what time? Do you know? Where in Houston am I? The Woodlands. Yeah. Barnes & Noble. What time? 2 p.m. in All right, Houston. everybody got that? All right. And You're then tomorrow night, night you will be at the Villages. At the Villages at 6 p.m. in Florida. Barnes & Noble where? The rich. The You'll be at the Barnes and Noble in the villages. That's where you're going to be. At, yes. uh, I'm helping you out here. I'm your uh, travel agent. Yeah, you're my like assistant here, but you're not. You're running the show. Here's the 6 p.m. 6 p.m. The villages in Florida. Barnes and Noble. 2 p.m. The woodlands in Texas at Barnes and Noble. 
Okay. Do we, is that all right, Rich? That is all right. I, what the hell do I know? All right. Hey, thank you, Judge Mark. God bless you, my friend. Take care. God all bless right. you. You too. You really ought to turn out. She is as gracious and as nice and engaging as can be. She really is. I've met her once, I think, Mr. Producer. I think once in Israel. I had to go all the way to Israel to meet her. My wife and I and other family members got to meet her. I'll be right back. Mark in. You heard the Trump clip earlier. Let me let me give you a DeSantis clip. Very, very good. Cut 12. Go. We have enacted strong protections for election integrity. We weren't a model of that 20, 25 years ago in Florida, as you know. But now we've done a lot. We've banned ballot harvesting. We've banned Zuckerbucks. We have voter ID, not just for the, for the uh, voting booth, but also if you request an absentee ballot. But here's what we have to do. Uh, each state has different rules. And, you know, a state like Nevada, if they have ballot harvesting, I'm going to tell you this, we're ballot harvesting there. We're going to do Zuckerbucks. We're going to do whatever we need to do to erase what the Democrats are doing. I'm not fighting with one hand tied behind my back. I'm not telling people not to vote in these things. We need to exploit whatever we can. One, listen, this guy's on to it. 100% correct. 100% correct. Cut 13, go. And so we've enacted protections for parents, such as curriculum transparency, so that they have a right to know what books are being used and what curriculum is being taught to their kids. And unfortunately, there's bad stuff that's getting into the schools. There's pornography that's getting into the schools. So the parents have had to blow the whistle in Florida. They've had to, they've had to, yeah, well, thank you, thank you. Um, we, we, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. We're not going to let you impose an agenda on our kids. We're going to stand up for our kids. We're going to make sure to do it right. That's what we're going to do. Those people like that in Florida are the people we beat every single day on policy. We do not let them win. We win all these battles. We're not letting them indoctrinate our kids. Not on our watch. And this is where the rhinos and the Democrats and the phony media say, he's just a little too rough. He needs a positive message. And then they'll point to one of the rhinos in the race, you know. It's a positive message, like so-and-so, like this, like Reagan. Reagan didn't take crap from people who interfered in a speech either. I should know I was there. Reagan didn't take any baloney from hecklers. In fact, he had a good time with them, just like DeSantis did. I just want you folks to understand that. Because, oh, he's, he's so rough, he's so negative, he's so tough. No. The country's on the brink, I, I argue it. We've already slid into the abyss. We're trying to claw our way out. Uh, happy faces are fine, but happy faces, superficial happy faces, don't substitute for substance. That's a fact. Or everything's over. I think the rhinos will surrender, 
I think the Chris Christie's or the Kamikaze's are in this race, eventually, for the purpose of getting Joe Biden elected. I really believe that. I really believe that. Otherwise, what's his point? There is no point. I think Chris Sununo's a vanity candidate. He's very excited that he gets on two or three TV shows. That's about it. <laughs> 